0: You're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. The next three weeks, we're going to go over uh, one aspect of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, you could preach two years on the person of the Holy Spirit and the different things that are available to us, the different benefits that we have, uh, the, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, and, and really dig deep. But I want us to come uh, to this, in, in three weeks, this point of He gives us power. Amen. And I think we're living in a day where people are looking for power, but maybe in the wrong place. Uh, they're looking for political power. They're looking for personal power. They're, they're exercising uh, power in the wrong way, but they don't understand where power comes from and how God designed us to be empowered. And so the whole concept of being empowered, I think, um, is, is a little bit uh, confused at this point. Empowerment. You think of when society talks about empowering Empowering a certain group of people within a society. They're going to rise up and take their dominion. You know, God has given us the power of his Holy Spirit. What does that mean? You know, as I was growing up, um, some of you know my testimony. I'm not going to go deep into it, but deep enough to let you know uh, about the point of the power of the Holy Spirit. When I was 11 years old, I was born again in a uh, a service, an evangelistic service in a denominational church. And I had a supernatural experience with the Lord at 11 years old. I, I didn't pray for it. I wasn't asking for it. But it happened. And it was undeniable. And so at that time that I prayed to receive Jesus and I went forward with a bunch of other people that were in a, in a church, we went to another room and they talked to us. Now, there was an adult talking to me. And I, I was 11 years old, and they handed me this material. And, you know, they said some things. I don't, I don't remember anything. I, what I do remember is the vision that God gave me when I prayed that prayer to receive Jesus. I remember what I experienced. The good thing they did was they pointed me to the Word of God. And I'm showing you my iPad, but the Word of God is in my iPad. Okay? <laughs> they pointed me to the Word And they said, you need to get into the word. And so they acknowledged that the fact that when people become uh, born again, that there is a natural hunger for the truth like never before. And when people say yes to Jesus and begin to follow Jesus, that there is a there's a hunger that's in you that you, you want to know the truth. You want to know the truth. There's also another thing that happens when you become born again. The devil puts a big target on your back, and then one on your head, and then one every, everywhere he can, on your car. He puts one on your refrigerator. He puts one on your house, and he starts shooting everything he can at everything around you and trying to get you to deny Jesus and move out of the way and just die and fall off the earth, Right that's that's the enemy's strategy, and so the moment you become born again, you see a, a lot of people see opposition that they 've never seen before is that true and so the the road that we're we're walking on is not a flowery, it's not lined with flowers, and it's not uh, a road filled with uh uh sugar canes and lollipops and candy and we're floating around and uh, rainbow unicorns and stuff. No. No. Uh, we hit reality really quick. We find out that there's somebody against us. And because we do, we realize that we need power. And that's what I want us to see this morning. That main, that main thought is when, when we realize the toughness of life, we realize that we need power to make it through life. Lot of people, there, a lot of people are committing suicide these days. I'm going to speak just kind of to things that are happening in the culture because I believe sometimes that we need to do that. I mean, we, we could theologically look at the doctrine of the Holy Spirit and get really deep into this Greek word and that Greek word and what it all means. But listen, when it comes down to us living life tomorrow, we need to know practically what the power is good for people are, Christians are committing suicide. And so there's an indication that, that the people are quitting and giving up and, 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 and their, their minds are failing, their hearts are failing. The Bible even says this, that, that when things get tough, men's, heart, men's hearts will fail them, fail them for fear. And so fear comes in and grips hold of people. And they do things that they wouldn't normally do. So we need power. And this is something that I think that is very important in this, in this day that we're living in. Um, when, uh, again, back to I was growing up and I didn't really understand the Holy Spirit. When I asked my pastor when I was a teenager about the Holy Spirit and... I was reading the Bible like they told me to when I was 11 years old. And here I I was 16, 17 years old, about five, six years later. I got to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and discovered that there was this person of the Holy Spirit. And I asked my pastor, and he said, Well, all of that in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 is done away. That doesn't happen anymore. And so um, to a, a young person, that was kind of discouraging. But the Holy Spirit was living in me. And even at a young age when I was in high school, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, he's, he's not telling you the whole truth. And so that made me hungrier to know the full truth about the power of God and this person of the Holy Spirit. I realized that I needed power in my life. And I think there's times we realize that we, need power. When we don't need power. When we don't have power, here's what we want to do when we don't have power. We want to stay in bed. We want to cover our head. We want to sleep in. We want to call off. We want to take a sick day. Some of us want to take a sick month. Have you ever been there? Why take a day? Let's just take a sick week. I've got the time. Right, I've got personal time. I can use it like I want. Today, I'm just, going, I'm just going to take a sick day. I want to shut down when I don't have power. Right? I want to give in. I want to give up. I want to fall down. I want to throw in the towel. I want to call it quits when I don't have power. I want to check out when I don't have power. And then the very last one is I want to quit when I don't have power. Now, when I do have power... There's a difference, contrast. I want to wake up when I have power. I want to open my eyes when I have power. I want to take a breath. I want to get up. I want to stand up. I want to begin again. I'd like to take another step when there's power. I want to go forward when I acknowledge that there's power. I want to move up. I want to try harder, believe again. I want to renew my commitment, and I want to finish my race when I understand that there's power in my life. And so I think what we're seeing in, in our world and even in the church is that people aren't connected to the power. I think there's two people in the world. There's people that uh, their phone is charged up and the other set of people says, uh, can I borrow your charger? <laughs> The ones that don't have their phone charged up and they're looking for everybody else to borrow their charger, they're not anticipating that their phone is going to drop in power. Is that right? And, and this is my question to somebody that asked me, can I borrow your charger? Well, why didn't you make sure that your phone was charged up like I do? This thing that, you know, is costing now somewhere around 1000 bucks if you buy Apple products, uh, you can get a discount if you don't buy Apple products. Not everybody has to have Apple products, but anyway, it's another story for another day. This thing that is so expensive that, that helps our economy move, would you agree that this thing helps our economy move? If it's not plugged in and charged up, is no good. It's no good. So what a great illustration of the difference between being powered up and being a worthless piece of recycled trash. I mean, really. And the difference is having the battery connected and charged up and able to do something. To do something. If we're going to do something for God, we're going to have to be fully charged by God. We need to be fully empowered by God. And I, re- I really even believe to the extreme, if you're not fully empowered by God, you won't do much for God. Just from what I've seen in the scripture. Let's talk about the tough days that we're living in. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. The New Living Translation says this, you should know this, Timothy. Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is writing to Timothy, giving him instruction. And he says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days... There will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. Yes. Sounds like today, doesn't it? They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. Sounds like today, doesn't it? They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. Really sounds like today. They will act religious, but they will reject the power. The power that could have made them godly. Stay away from people like that. Now, it doesn't say be mean to people like that or call people like that names, right? It just says don't really associate with them as you would a friend because what's on somebody else comes off on you. You have to interpret Scripture in light of Scripture. Sometimes we can use these harsh Scriptures to... Set, to to. Uh, validate our cutting people off right this is saying just don't be their best friend but the, the point is people are going to be like this and there's certain people that will act religious but deny the power the power that could make them godly i like that phrase because it takes the power of god to make you godly but there are certain people that want to act religious, but deny the power that can make them godly. Yes. Right? Yeah. We need power to act godly. Do you see that? Yes. There's so much to see right in, right in this little phrase here. We need power to act godly, not yes. pretend to be godly. To do what God would do. We have to have the power that God has. And Jesus knew that. And there's major parts of the church today. That have become confused. Divided. And weak. And some have backed off. From the word of God as the truth. Some don't know what to believe. Or they're believing the wrong thing. And so I say that. A portion of the church, not all of the church, but a portion of the church has become diluted. Would you say, would you agree with that statement? So what if Coke announced tomorrow that they were going to start selling a new Coke and it was going to be called Coke half and half, Coke half and half, we're going to give you half Coke and half water, Coke half and half. And they bottled it, and they put on the side Coke half and half. Do you think it would go over? No, No, not so much. Because it's diluted Coke. That's the point. We don't need to be diluted. God wants us to be full strength. In order to be full strength, we need full power. Uh, For, let's see, Elizabeth's 29 now. So for 30 years, no, it's not quite 30 years, but my girls have had this thing about Coke. And we go to a restaurant and, you know, it comes out of the fountain and it (laughs) it comes to the table. And uh, Pastor Sheila and Elizabeth will get a Coke and they'll start drinking the Coke. And they say, "How how does it rate? How does it rate? Is it good Coke? Is it not so good Coke? Right? Good Coke fizzes and really... Burns, they say burns your nose, it just (laughs) burns your nose and it's like, ah, I'm drinking Coke, not something watered down and diluted, right? You want the real thing, not half of the real thing is the point. God wants us to be the real thing, not diluted, in order to be the real thing and do the real thing. That Jesus did we have to have the power that Jesus walked in we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit more now than ever before we need to stand up for God in a world that's falling for the devil we need to speak up for God in a world that's confused and conflicted when people get confused and conflicted they they become quiet they don't want to uh, make any waves. They don't. They they're indecisive. Yes. But when when we speak up for God and we're full of His power and we're empowered by God, yes. then we know what we believe. We know why we believe it. Yes, Lord. Let's look at Acts chapter one and verse eight, which is kind of the theme scripture of what we're talking about here. Being empowered. This is. From the amplified version. I really like this because it amplifies the word power here. The Greek, Greek word for power is dynamis. Yes. And that's where we get the word dynamite from. It's, it's a power word that, that, that is dynamic. It's explosive. It has energy that's being released. Yes. It means all of those things. But in Acts 1.8 it says. Well hold on. Let's just, let's just let's back up and read. Acts Chapter 1. And begin in chapter, uh, verse 1. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. For after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, yes. the promise of the father, yes. which is the Holy Spirit, yes. which he said. Jesus said when they were assembled together and he commanded them to wait, he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Baptized with the Holy Spirit. Baptized with the Holy Spirit. He said, Baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Yes. But he didn't tell them specifically. He didn't say, You know, next Tuesday at 5 p.m., it's going to happen. He just told them to wait, wait. until they be empowered yes. by this Holy Spirit. Yes. Now, this wasn't the first time that they heard about the Holy Spirit. Jesus had told them yes. through these three years, a little over three years of ministry, that he was with them and they were with him mm-hmm. about this person of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he saw them. Uh, they saw him do, do mighty deeds yes. through the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, yes. they, they saw Jesus... Uh, deliver a young boy from a demon Uh and they said why can't we do that Uh so there were things that the 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 disciples saw Jesus do and they recognized that he had a power he 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 commissioned 70 of them at one time and gave them power over demonic spirits told them to go and lay hands on sick people that they would be healed to raise the dead, and they did And when they marveled at this, he said, no, 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 don't marvel that you were able to do that. Marvel that you're part of the kingdom of God, right? So we don't want to get our focus off here. We're not focusing on the power. We're focusing on the purpose that uh, the the person that possesses the power, which is the Holy Spirit, the person that possesses the power is the Holy Spirit. We don't have any power in and of ourselves. Right, amen. So we have to differentiate: natural power, spiritual power. Right. right, right. There's natural power. There's spiritual power. And Jesus is talking about the power of the Holy Spirit that comes from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And He says, "You're, you're going to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit not many days from now." And so, verse six, He says, "Or, or it says in." And first chapter of Acts, verse 6, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It's not for for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in in, uh, his own authority. But, in other words, don't focus on the things that you want to focus on. Is everything going to be restored? And is this thing going to happen the way that we want it to happen? But he said, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So Jesus, what he said here in verse. Eight is extremely important that in order for us to be a witness, we need the power. Do you see that? He didn't want them leaving Jerusalem to try to be a witness anywhere else until they were empowered with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this was different than following Jesus and being his disciple. This is something different. Because these guys believed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. They followed him for three years. So they were part of this group of believers that believed in Jesus. But he was talking about another experience called the baptism with the Holy Spirit that they were going to experience on the day of Pentecost, which happens in the second chapter of Acts, when they were all in one accord in one place. The day of Pentecost had fully come. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit, and they experienced power. Now, we naturally go to the tongues, because our mind just can't compute the tongues. But the Holy Spirit is so much greater than tongues. It's about power. It's about power to live life successfully and make it to the end. Again, back to our definition of no power, we're not going to finish our course. We're not going to finish our race. We're more likely to sit down and quit and give up with no power. With power, we know who we are, where we came from, and where we're going, right? And that's what Jesus wanted for his disciples, To be empowered by the Holy Spirit because he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Right? Are you with me? So, this word dynamite, it deals with the ability to do something. The ability to do something. God doesn't give us power to sit and watch, but to go and do. Are you going and doing or sitting and watching? I'm amazed at so many people that just sit and watch. They'll click like. They'll pass something on. Click like. Pass something on. There's, no, there's very little going and doing anymore. It's so, it's so easy. Would you guys agree that it's so easy to sit and watch? How much of our society has made us spectators? When when the power of the Holy Spirit says that we go and we lay hands on the sick and they recover. So there's a transference. There is a, a tangibleness to the power of God that He wants us to experience and be part of. The power doesn't come from us, it comes from Him, but it flows. Through us. That's why we must be empowered. So this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Releases the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Jesus was referring to the. This. Presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Is something that they didn't have. They didn't have it. And it is something that's above your natural strength. He. Jesus did not say go. Now go and try to do what I did. And and I'm just going to pray that you make it through to the end. He said, no, go to this place, wait here until you be endued with power from on high because I'm going to the Father and I'm sending the Holy Spirit. He's the one that will empower you and strengthen you and give you courage and might, ability beyond your natural ability to do what I've told you to do. Look at Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Now, you have to understand, I I know, coming from a denomination that did not teach about the power of God, I was at that place where I was curious. Guys, it was a two-year period, over a two-year period, that I studied as a young man to find out about the person of the Holy Spirit before I was ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I think a lot of times, as spirit-filled Christians, emphasizing the power, empowering presence of the holy spirit in our life we try to take people from a to z and 20 seconds flat and then expect expect them to understand exactly what happened to them and it doesn't happen like that and then they get discouraged we get discouraged and then we throw up our hands and say well was was that really god did they really get anything are you guys with me? Did, did Everybody, I just felt that oxygen go out of the room here. Am I talking to the right people? Guys, we have to learn how to be patient with people. We have to learn that people can't process everything that you say to them in the next two hours. It took me over two-year period studying about the Holy Spirit to say, That's me. I I, I realize I don't have that power. I know I need that power because here's one of the greatest points right here. The the Holy Spirit gives you power to say no to sin, to say no to sin. And that's what I needed in my life. I needed to be able to say no to sin because I was saved. I was going to church. I enjoyed Uh, Going to church I enjoyed the word of God I enjoyed worshiping the Lord In that denomination of church that I was at But then I would go out and party Get drunk I did drugs I wasn't pure when I got married If you follow me So I didn't Realize how to say no to sin And I needed the power To say no to sin and so this empowerment is so important. It's so important. Acts ten thirty eight says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. So we can say the power of God is always greater than the power of the devil. Amen. That's why there's no reason for us to fear anything. We fear no evil. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Because Jesus was filled with the power of God to go and destroy the works of the devil, our people who are under the power of the devil, because God was with him. And if God was with Jesus, and we're in Christ, and he's in us, God is with us. And his power is with us. And he anoints us to go and destroy the works of the devil. We ask, you know, why aren't Christians going and destroying the works of the devil more? Because they fail to understand and realize that they're empowered with the same power that Jesus was powered with. Empowered with. And what Jesus did, he asked us to do. But it's all in the same power that he had. So that strength comes from God. Ephesians 6.10 says this in the Amplified Bible. Ephesians 6.10. In conclusion, this is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus talking about spiritual warfare. And he says in the 10th verse, 6th chapter, in conclusion, be strong in yourself and I'll just pray that you make it to the end. Just give it a good old try. No, be strong in the Lord. That phrase is so powerful. In the Lord. We have to be strong in the Lord, not in yourselves, because you don't have the power it takes to even get yourself out of bed in the morning sometimes. (laughs) That's why we pause when we're there, and, and, you know, as age comes on you a little bit more, you pause a little bit more and say, Lord, I need some of your power just to get me out of this bed. Come on now. You have to talk. To yourself. Be strong in the Lord and be empowered through your union with Him. Again, our union with Him. Does everybody ch- charge your phone at night? Or at least sometime during the day? You have a charger, you can charge it. Because if you don't, it's going to run out. And then you're going to want to make an important call. And you won't have the battery power to do it. So simple. Something that we can all relate to. Guys, come on. If we're so smart... To have a smartphone that we charge up every day. Why are we so unsmart sometimes? (laughs) I didn't call us dumb. (laughs) But I've been guilty of it too. Not connecting with God. Because our connection with God is what empowers us to do what God wants us to do. And it says here in Ephesians chapter 6. Be empowered with your union through him. And draw your strength from him. That strength which which his boundless might. Provides that is so good. I thank God that He doesn't depend on me and my strength. That He says, Son, if you'll just wait in my presence, I will renew your strength. Wait upon the Lord, for He will renew your strength. Isaiah 40 says, The Lord gives strength. Isaiah 40 29 says, Lord gives strength. To those who are weary. But it's not just because you're weary. That you're going to receive the strength of the Lord. It's because you wait upon the Lord. When you're weary. Amen. You have a part to do. And he has a part to do. And he can't do his part. Until you do your part. If you're just crying. and No God I'm weary. I'm God I'm weary. I'm God I'm God I'm weary. I'm weary. I need your strength. That's great. You realize that. You need his power. The way to receive his power is to wait upon him. Waiting upon him is not inactivity. It is active faith saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your power. Thank you that your word declares that when I wait upon you, my strength is renewed because I'm exchanging my weakness for your strength. I need your strength. Paul said, I glory in my weaknesses to show the power of Christ. Because I'm depending on Him, I'm not depending on myself. We have so many Christians that are depending on their ability, their natural ability, their giftings. Heard of another well-known Christian depending on giftings and not staying connected to the power. And it, it never ends in a good way. It never ends in a good way. We have to, every one of us have to be empowered every day with the strength of God. Let's look at Luke chapter 4. And I think we're going to end there. There's so much to say. Guys, it is, it is so difficult to try to say what we need to say about the Holy Spirit in three weeks. But I, again, I want to go back to this point. What am I saying? It's the point that we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That you can't do life without The power of the Holy Spirit, and I really believe what Jesus said. He says, "You can do nothing without me." When He's talking about the vine and the branch in the Book of John, the vine and the branch, the branch has to stay connected to the vine. Just like we must stay empowered by the Holy Spirit, we have to depend on the Holy Spirit. So, Luke chapter four, we're going to see that Jesus needed power. Jesus needed the power. And if Jesus needed the power, then who are we to think that we don't need the power? If he needed it, we need it. Every day. In fact, Jesus did not begin his ministry until he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you start back in Luke chapter 3, you find out that Jesus was baptized by John in the river Jordan. And when he was baptized by John, the Holy Spirit, as a dove, the Holy Spirit is not a dove, but as a dove, he anointed Jesus. And a voice from heaven spoke out and said, this is my son, in whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. And so at that moment, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit and commissioned to go do what his father had called him to do. So chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the empowerment that we're talking about. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I could say this here, never go into the wilderness without being filled with the Spirit. Some people want to wander around in the wilderness and say, well, God's just leading me in the wilderness. The first question we should say is, are you staying filled in the wilderness? Because in the wilderness, there's temptation. And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. And he was tempted in ways that um, sometimes we feel like we're being tempted But I think the temptation was greater because the cost was greater, because the the assignment was greater. But we're all tempted. And we're all find ourselves sometimes in this wilderness. But the point is, we need to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's not God's responsibility to... Keep you filled with the Holy Spirit. It's our responsibility to fill ourselves up and refill ourselves up and refill ourselves up with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Yes. It says, and In those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when he had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you're the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him by saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. He quoted scripture because he had put the scripture in his heart before he got to the wilderness. So we can see that the power of the Holy Spirit had come upon the life of Jesus, but the word of God was already in Jesus. So it's the word of God that's in our life and the activation of the power of the Holy Spirit that brings it to that point of temptation where we say, no, no, No thank you for the temptation, and we are going to walk in the Spirit instead of the flesh. This is the greatest thing about the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me just say, the greatest thing about the power of the Holy Spirit, I'll say it in another way, is not speaking in tongues. As sometimes we make it. Now Jude, verse 20, talks about us building ourselves up. On our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, and I'm not taking anything away from that, but we cannot make the priority, this being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking with other tongues. Speaking with other tongues is very valid, is very powerful. but saying no to sin by the power of the Holy Spirit is more valuable. <laughs> more valuable. You ask yourself about these Christians that are falling. Why did they fall? Because they did not have enough power to resist temptation. It's right here. Has anybody else been tempted this week? <laughs> They're not the only ones that have been tempted. We all have a decision to say no when we're tempted to do the wrong thing. Right? Right? We can't feel sorry for somebody that falls without taking inventory for ourselves to see how full we are and how we resist temptation. Amen. Amen. Or 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 we get in this cycle of just excusing it. Oh we're just all human and we just all fall and we're just all sinners and No sin is greater than another sin. Listen, I'm telling you, when I was a young man, a teenager, I was looking for the power to say no to sin. I wasn't looking to speak with other tongues. Do you hear what I'm saying? So our emphasis is not on the manifestation or the demonstration of the power, but the power operating in our lives to make the right decision every day. Walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. When the devil comes at us and says, here, try this. We don't say, okay, I'll try this because I can get forgiveness later. No, (laughs) that's saying yes to sin. The power of the Holy Spirit is given to us to resist temptation. Do you see that in the life of Christ? Jesus, the very first thing that happened after he was baptized with the Holy Spirit, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted. Did he pass that test? Yes. How did he pass that test? Because he had the word of God deeply planted in his heart. And he had the Holy Spirit bringing those words up and speaking them out at the right moment to defeat the enemy by resisting the temptation to sin. We all need that. We all need that empowerment. That's why I believe that we're all searching for the power. We're all searching for the power to say no to sin and yes to God. To do the right thing. What is the right thing? What God tells us to do. Everything that God tells us to do. And we can Be more successful at doing all that God tells us to do if we stay empowered by the Holy Spirit. Would you agree? How important is it to be empowered by the Holy Spirit? It's a it's a matter of life or death, blessings or cursings. We choose. God said, "I set life and death before you, blessing and cursing. We make a decision." but oh we need to be so empowered and so full of the power of the holy spirit all listen all it takes is is a moment in time every every morning where you say lord i surrender my will singing this very song holy spirit you are welcome here come come with your presence change my atmosphere lord i belong to you i'm a vessel for you to use come fill me Believing that prayer that you pray is your connection with God and allowing Him by His presence to fill you to the place of where you recognize sin. You recognize temptation and you say, no, I resist you. And I choose to do what God has, has told me to do every minute of every day. That is spiritual warfare. That is taking this benefit of being baptized with the Holy Spirit to a whole nother level. It's not that so we can show everybody that we can speak with other tongues. No. Because listen, the, the other tongues part of it is, is only going to last from now until we're off of this earth. There's eternity to live. To be completely empowered by the Holy Spirit. Overwhelmed by His presence. That is to surrender total control, total control to him. And that's what Jesus did when he was filled with the Spirit. That's what we do when we're filled with the Spirit. So today, we're going we're to take communion, but right, right on this point, after communion, we're going to have people come and, and pray. If you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, today is your day to submit. Just like you did when you chose to follow Jesus, you say, I surrender all. In fact, we used to sing that that old song. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him I freely give. In the same way if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I I I tried it and it worked. And I'm still filled with the Holy Spirit, but I still have to surrender to be refilled. And I say, "Lord, I surrender all. I give you all. I give you my hands, my feet, my mouth, my heart, my ears, my eyes, Lord." me empower me I give you control I surrender I acknowledge your power is greater you're greater you're greater than my power you're greater than the enemy's power we need empowering Lord father I just pray right now that as we prepare our hearts for communion thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church podcast you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give thanks for listening to the lifeway church podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this